When it comes to your faith journey, do you feel stalled or maybe stuck, possibly even frustrated that you aren't growing the way you want to or moving forward and receiving all that God has for you? Well, today in episode number 36 of the Created to Thrive podcast, I have my husband, Fred, here, and we have walked through these seasons of life, and we all go through them, and he makes some great points, and we're going to discuss some keys to getting out of that situation so you can move forward and get on track to have all that God has for you and thrive in every aspect of life. So grab a pen and notebook because we're going to give you some practical keys that you can apply today. And if this podcast is a blessing to you, I would love for you to share it with your friends, uh, share it on social media, tag me at Lori K. Snyder, that's L-O-R-I-K-A-Y-S-N-Y-D-E-R on Instagram and Facebook tag me and then that way I will know that this is being a blessing to you. So here we go. Welcome to Created to Thrive. I'm your host, Lori Snyder. If you desire a deeper connection with God, want to know your value and purpose, then you, my friend, are in the right place. I will teach God's word in a simple and practical way to equip and empower you to become who he created you to be because you were created to thrive. Welcome back, Fred. Glad to have you here. Well, uh, yeah, it's really good. And and I really like today's topic, Um, you know, in your introduction, talking about the stalled, stuck, and the frustrated. And and I I just want to let the the listeners know that, you know, we all go through that at periods of time, even no matter how mature you are and how much time you you spend with the Lord, it always seems like we have seasons of, of, of flourishing. We have seasons of being stalled stuck or, you know, even being frustrated because things take maybe a little longer than we want to, or, you know, you make a prayer or something like that. You go to God and say, God, help me with this and expecting something to happen the next day. <laughs> so, you know, these are, these are three really big issues. And I just want to say, no matter how, you know, how mature you've been, how long you've been in the word, everybody still goes through ebb and flows of these different seasons of stalled, stuck and frustrated. Right. And, you know, if, if, if you don't, you're lying. <laughs> the key is, as you mature in your faith and you mature in your relationship with God, is that yes, you do get into them, but it seems like the more you're mature and it seems the more you 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 tend to get out of them faster, right? Because your focus as a mature Christian actually changes, and it's it's more it's less becomes less when you mature. It becomes less about the circumstances and less toward a focus on God, His promises, and the power and who you truly are in Him. And really, that's what I want to talk about today is the basics of what that process is. And um, you know, there's a lot of lot of a lot of great teachings in Christendom, um, but you know, the, what I really want to approach is what the process is. So, with my background, you know, obviously being a builder and liking to build things, I I like to apply a plan, a plan to functional plan to do something, and also like to apply the processes, and also apply a tool that actually gets me through it faster. So I'm just taking these natural things and kind of. Um, really kind of relay them to a, a spiritual way of, 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 of overcoming. So that's really what I want to talk about today. Awesome. That's great. We are living proof that um, Hosea 4.6 says, 
God's people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And it's not that we didn't know things. We just didn't know how to take that knowledge, understand it, and then apply it with God's wisdom. Well, that's exactly right. There, you know, there's different types of knowledge, in, and there's, you know, there's certain an element of understanding and wisdom. And I think it's important you just cover all three very simply. Is, you know, knowledge is just being aware of something and know its interest, how it's how it how it operates. Doesn't mean you have understanding. Right, you have information. Exactly, and you know, there's three types of knowledge. There's intellectual knowledge. You know, a lot of us go through. You go through high school, college, even Bible school. We get all this head knowledge, but what do we do with it, right? Mm-hmm. And but I'd like to also say there's ex- experiential knowledge, which leads to understanding. What does what does that mean? You know, if I go buy a lawnmower or a, a, a um, chainsaw, for example, you know, we grew up cutting wood, right? Right. In the woods and in rural Michigan, and you know, you can know how to start it. You can know how to how it operates you can actually know the, the components of it but until you're actually applying that and using it to fall a tree you really don't know what you're doing you really don't have an understanding of what's going on so that's a different type of of knowledge there right the power and, of it yeah the power of it and, and you could use it you could use um, a rifle a fly rod or things of the natural you can look at it you know how it works you see these people doing it and you have knowledge of it but you really don't have an under a functional uh, functional understanding or experiential knowledge and then there's relational knowledge like in an in in a, in a marriage or in a deep friendship that okay i know of you but do i know really know you mm-hmm. okay and and I think part of the, the 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 process and part of the plan is you know if to, to overcome the stalled the stuck and the frustrated is you don't just have to know about God you don't just know about Him right. you really have to know Him right. and you really have to cultivate this personal intimate walking relationship and everybody asks you how's your prayer life and or something like that you know okay i go to my prayer closet i wake up at seven in the morning and i put a ritual to it you know that's not what god's asking for right god's asking for a constant engagement throughout the course of the day prayer is nothing but a conversation it's a dialogue it's a it's a constant dialogue sometimes the best prayer is when you shut your mouth and actually listen right god gave you two ears yeah so <laughs> one mouth and and um you know there's there's this there's and there's a closing in Corinthians chapter two. I think you you actually helped enlighten that to me. And it says the grace of the Lord Jesus. It's a benefit. It's a it's a closing, right? And it says the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. That's from Paul. So why is Paul out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks? Why is Paul talking about the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ? Talks about the love of God. And he talks about the communion, communion, which is that in, really deep relationship with the Holy Spirit, quinonia fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Why would he mention all three? Because to get out of these ruts, right. to to move in a in a process of growing, you're going to need all three. You're going to have to to know, have knowledge, a working relational knowledge of of the grace of the Lord. You're going to have to know and receive the love of God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he says to, to to be with you all. You're going to have to receive it, okay? And you're going to, it's when you receive it, then your ability to give it. And then the communion with the Holy Spirit, that's prayer. So there's, there's, there's knowledge, there's identity and love, because God is love and you are love if you're his child. There's identity, right? Mm-hmm. There's knowledge, identity, and communion in relationship there mm-hmm. to be able to move forward. And that's, in that benediction really sums up what that what the what the plan is 
to move forward in your faith and to grow. Yeah, and, and you know, I don't think that people really have been taught that. I was never taught that, and it was really by spending time in the Word and in prayer that the Lord highlighted that scripture, which has been a foundational scripture for me. And it's it's understanding the grace of Jesus, what he did in his finished work, in his death, burial, and resurrection, which will then help me understand my identity in him, because, you know, there's over a hundred and some references to in him or by him or through him in the New Testament. But really it's receiving the love of the Father for me, because faith works through love, Galatians 5, 6, and you cannot give what you do not possess. And that's where I was stuck for so many years, was I was trying to do the things to get God to love me or to prove to God that I loved him by serving him and reading my Bible every day and praying and do the Bible studies and all the things. But it wasn't until I got a, a, an experiential knowledge, like what you said, to taste and see that the Lord is good, to know his goodness and his mercy and unconditional love for me. And then the last part was the fellowship or communion, our common union with the Holy Spirit, because I didn't even know who the Holy Spirit was, except for just part of the Trinity, but I didn't know his function. I didn't know that he was living in me to equip me because I was constantly asked to be filled with the Holy Spirit and didn't even understand that I already was filled with the Holy Spirit. Oh, you heard a lot of songs that say, come Holy Spirit. Oh yeah, that don't even get me started on yeah, that. Yeah, come Holy Spirit. Well, I just want to let you know it came about 2,000 years ago. <laughs> He's here. And <laughs> He's, He's here. in your house. Acknowledge him. <laughs> yeah, well, that's part of the thing. They're begging God to do something. Right. Yeah, and, it's, and, and that's part of what holds us back is the now. When you come into the knowledge of what happened, and when you come into that fullness of knowledge, you understand that, wait a minute, I have the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, and it can be multiplied in me. Yeah. It says that very clearly. It says, <laughs> exactly. In First um, in Second Peter, actually, Second um, Peter one, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and and of Jesus our Lord. Right. And that's that growing in the knowledge function of it. Yeah. And and that's knowing His grace. And His grace is not just His unmerited favor. It's His divine influence on your heart. It's His empowerment. So you can do what you can't do in your natural strength or your natural understanding. And that's where it takes a revelatory knowledge to where the eyes of your heart are opened, as Paul was always talking about, that he wanted people to have that inner knowledge, that revelatory knowledge to know that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that this is who God is. This is what Jesus has done for me. And this is what the Holy Spirit is here to help me and equip me to do what I can't do in my own understanding. You know, I think you just made a good point. And I'd, I'd point the, the listeners to John chapter three, when Jesus has this, this discussion with Nicodemus. Right. It's very enlightening, actually. And or you can just look at it and s slide over that. But you have to understand what's really happening here. And you have to understand who Nicodemus is. And, you know, um, Part of the Sanhedrin knows knows the knows the Hebrew Bible front to back, back to front. To get at his position, he had his his ability to at his level have that intellectual knowledge was right. supreme. Right. I mean, incredibly supreme. He couldn't get his arms around the kingdom of heaven. Right, because it was it took the eyes of his heart to be open. The right. spiritual knowledge. Exactly. Yeah. So he had intellectual knowledge, 
but he he yet had developed inner uh, relational knowledge or a Holy Spirit knowledge, and you know Jesus he's, he, Jesus is doing all these things in his ministry, and Nicodemus his heart was being pulled toward Jesus and right. toward the Father. Something something didn't reconcile. So what doesn't reconcile? His intellectual knowledge against the spiritual, the natural man against the spiritual man, because that's these things have to be spiritually discerned. Right. First Corinthians two fourteen. Exactly, and so that is part of why a lot of people struggle and are stalled and stuck mm -hmm. because they're lying on intellectual knowledge and they really have not developed a, a, a relational, right, a relational uh, relationship with God. It's it's totally a Bible and a word and a duty, mm -hmm. an action, a performance, a, a a something whatever you make it, and and that's why the promises of God or the of no effect because of unbelief or they just can't get through their natural mind. Well, I tell you, it's, it, the, the key to the process is coming into a, a, a relational knowledge of God in an understanding of God, in an understanding of, of who you, who G, the grace of God, the love of God toward us, and then that communion with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Those three things, as outlined in 2 Corinthians 14, are the key to basically unblocking you in, in, in learning and growing and moving out of those stalled, stuck, and frustrated positions. Yeah, and that is something that um, really helped us get an understanding of how to walk in victory every day. Not just quoting a Bible, not just having a scripture that we can quote. A lot of people I talk to um, especially with those that are really focused on read your Bible every day. They have told me they have a relationship with the Bible, but they don't have a relationship with the living word where that experiential knowledge comes to life. And then the entrance of the word brings light and understanding to the simple. And that's where it'll start illuminating and will become so real that it's words of refreshing and um, joy. And, um, and like I said, that's where the Holy Spirit's job, he is one that illuminates. Yeah, and the, and the other thing is, I just want to, another example of people getting stuck is uh, if you go to Hebrews 5, I, uh, was it Hebrews 5, right? right? Where, where Paul is actually encouraged, I don't know if the right word is encouragement, but he basically calls out their position of being stuck. And still not maturing, still needing, they're still infants in their relationship. Right. But, it, it, but Lori, you have to explain about what his focus was, what were they were lacking. Yeah. They were lacking what? Skilled in what? Righteousness. They exactly. didn't understand righteous by faith versus works righteousness. They didn't understand the finished work of Jesus, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, his empowerment, his enablement to do what above and beyond that they could do in their natural in that righteousness to get understanding that righteousness going back is you have to understand the love of god toward you and what right. jesus the grace of jesus finished work right and so many people are stuck because they look at their where they're at and they tie it to performance yeah tie it to duty tie it to all these things that we create in our own religious practices, our own mindsets, and we wonder why nothing happens. Right. Well, and two, another thing, a lot of people still identify with who they were 
and what they did and are living with regret and shame and condemnation. And I know that's where we were stuck for so many years, um, thinking that God saw us in our sin and was relating to us by our failures and our mistakes. And that's not how he looks at us. He looks at us through the blood of Jesus, through what Jesus has did, his righteousness, and that we're hidden in Christ. Yeah, well, I, you're exactly right about our past and why we got stuck, stalled, and then getting frustrated. And yeah. in the end of the day, the, 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 the plan is that you have to get into the Word. You have to study the Word, but, right. but you have to study it and you have to engage God when you're doing it. Yeah. And you have, to, you have to engage the Lord and the Holy Spirit in a constant conversational throughout your day it's just not a check the box i'm done type thing lord help me show me something what do you think about this help me see things the way you see things and and the more you walk in that the greater your your hearing your hearing will actually increase Mm -hmm. and your heart will be actually more open to it because then you can start seeing things you start to see the kingdom of god where nicodemus really struggled is he couldn't hear he couldn't see all he does to have these stats memorized these scriptures memorized right he didn't hear he didn't have relationship he couldn't open his heart to it right eventually he did obviously if you read course through scripture but that's really the 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 process is you be in constant prayer pray without ceasing Mm -hmm. study out the grace of the lord jesus christ and receive his love and have communion and i'd say this i just want to focus on that that the plan and the process is that he wants you out of these stalled stuck and frustrated situations he wants you to thrive but there's only really one way you can do it. Gr- grow in knowledge, grow in wisdom, grow in understanding, mm-hmm. right? right. In, in, in relationship with the, the grace of Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the yeah. communion of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah and I, I just want to talk about the, the wisdom real quick because a lot of people ask me for direction in their life, and, and I pray and, and counsel with them. Um, I, I don't really counsel with them. I share um, biblical truth and just help them hear because a lot of times people discount what they're hearing. But let me just talk about walking in the wisdom. When you receive the love of God for you and you understand that you're operating on or through the grace of Jesus, his enablement, his power to do what he's called you to do or to step out in faith it takes that pressure off and will actually allow you to take the word of God, apply that understanding, and then the wisdom in knowing what to do and when to do it and how to do it, and take the pressure off yourself. Well, that's exactly right. A lot of people put the pressure on themselves, and it just clouds everything up, and it makes it very difficult. Mm-hmm. And they create a, they create a, as again, one of our favorite sayings is the, the veil of separation is self-imposed. Right. That pre- pressure to, to try to serve God, please God, right. do all these things for him, and then you sit and you're stalled stuck or you're in a tough situation, you don't see you, you, you disappointment sets in, but also self-judgment can set in, sure. which creates a, a barrier between you and God. You're, right. just, you're actually looking at him from a the wrong per- you're looking at yourself through the wrong perspective and, right. and you you block yourself right yeah let's just I, I just this is just coming to me that our our twin boys are home from um, finishing their freshman year of college 
So I want to talk about, since we're talking about maturity and faith, let's just use this as a practical example, because everyone, you know, I've always said, well, what does that look like, right? We need to see how we can take a truth and apply it to the word. But let's just use the example of our boys being home. Parenting now is taken on a whole different dynamic with them. We have taught them, we've instructed them, and they've gone out and they've, you know, lived nine months on their on their own in college and now they're back. Um, and it's a matter of relationship with them and engaging and talking with them. We're not doing the do's and the don'ts and the things that we did when they were toddlers. We've given them knowledge and understanding and hopefully wisdom that they act upon, but it's up to them to engage us in that conversation to really know what are the next steps for them in their life versus they're not coming to us saying, oh, I messed up, I did this, and and I you know, it, it's, I think so often we come to God and like, oh, I blew it on this, or I miss, missed it on this one. And we have like this condemning thinking that God is looking at us that way. And he's, he's not, he's looking at us as you're my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And he wants that dialogue. He wants that conversation. And he wants to take that relationship to a new level versus talking to you like a toddler. Well, I think you just the, the common thread that has been woven throughout uh, our relationship with our, our our two sons is relationship. Right. I mean, I'm bringing the word, using it twice in the same sentence, but that's the common thread. Mm-hmm. And that needs to be the common thread with ourselves and Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and God. It's, it's, right. it's, it's not a, a duty or an expectation. It's a relationship. Right. And... And that I think that is just so critical to, to understanding and how to move forward in maturity and the relationship from a perspective of you being righteous. Yeah. Because I, you know, if you talk look at Paul in Hebrews five, he's talking about righteousness. Yes. And if you actually look at how he addressed the the Corinthians about how when when they viewed the law of Moses, they they there was a veil that covered their hearts. So what's that? It wasn't about relationship. What he's talking to the Corinthians on that. Right. It was about them re- reinstating a position of legalism yeah. with the God, with with God. Right. But if you then look at Paul in chapter five, he's talking about you need to be skilled in righteousness. Yeah. Your right standing. Well, where does that come from? That comes from the grace of Jesus. But that really is cemented. It's it's brought up by forth by Jesus, but it's really cemented in established heart by receiving the love of God. Yeah. And God's love for you. And this is what I say all the time to people. You have to receive God's love for you because that's how you're going to be effective in applying everything. It's not how much you love God because God first loved us. And so we respond by loving him back. And so these are some great nuggets. And and I know that we can throw some things out and we're just so familiar because we've been doing them for, you know, for 15, 16 years. Um, What else, is there anything else that you would say to encourage people to, um, one, it's okay if you're stalled, stuck, or frustrated, because like Fred said, we all go through these seasons, just like in any relationship, just like in marriage. We all go through different seasons, but we have that deep relationship that we talk about things and we wrestle with. If you hear me at all, you hear me talking about wrestling with God. He loves that because that's that dialogue. That's that, Lord, show me what this looks like. I'm not seeing your promises fulfilled yet. 
Is this a timing thing? Is this a maturity thing? There's other people involved, other decisions. So it's not just on God. It's on so many different things. But is there anything that you would say? Uh, You know, just enter into the relationship side, not the duty side. Yeah. And just, you know, again, I think I talked about on the last podcast when I had it out with Jesus when I was really not doing very well. And that started an actual relationship. Yeah. And... And, you know, I don't know where everybody's at. Everybody's at a different place. And mm-hmm. relationships are going to go on through eternity with God. You never even discover who he, the, right. the, all of him. and But he so wants to give you as much as you can handle. Yeah. And and he just wants to show you things that you do not know, which is scriptural. Mm-hmm. And he wants you to seek. Yeah. Seek, he wants you to find. Yeah. And he's got great things for you. And, and. Put, I'd say put the circumstances, you know, some will go away, some won't. and But in the end of the day, seek him, focus on him, focus on his promises. And that is that's the key to really maturing in faith. And it's faith is what moves mountains. It's yeah. faith activated by love is what's the difference maker. Right. But you, yeah. And faith is simply trusting and believing God. You, you, and and that's we we've talked about. And if you struggle with trusting and believing God, go back to past podcasts. I don't have those written on me or written down for me right now, but you can search that because we we struggled with that. And you know, faith is a walk. It's a marathon. You you may have been told. So um, it's a journey. All of us are on this. I call it a journey of faith. But there's joy in the journey, and that journey of discovery is such an amazing, um, amazing one that we are all looking for meaning and significance. So if you are wanting deeper understanding, if you say, can, can you just repeat the three types of knowledge again, right, Fred? Because I don't know if people really have an understanding or have ever been taught that. Yeah, there's, there's intellectual knowledge. You can, you can know everything about something, right? Right. You can know you can read a biography about somebody, but do you really know them? Right. Okay. Or do you you can know something about a tool or know something about some product, and you can actually have a a, a knowledge, a head knowledge of the. But do you really know how to use it? Mm-hmm. So the knowledge that would be intellectual knowledge. Then you have experiential knowledge, is we actually use it, and which promote which takes you to an understanding of actually how it's used. Mm-hmm. And the other one is more is relational knowledge, where it's in you know the relational knowledge is between um, people and each other and people and God. It's just that relational knowledge is like Nicodemus. Nicodemus knew about God, right. but when he started going face to face with Jesus and having discussion, he started moving into a relational right. knowledge of God, yeah. and that's the difference maker is the experiential. In the relational, because yeah. there's a lot of people out there that know their Bibles front and back. Right. I can quote you scripture up and down, just like people that statisticians that can recall baseball stats from ten years ago. What good does it do them? Right. What good does it do Nicodemus? Right. It's it doesn't. Yeah. It's the relational and experiential knowledge, and when you walk with, when you walk and and you have a, have a relationship, communion with the Holy Spirit. He's going to bring experiences to you that you've probably not seen before, and you're going to go, wow, that yeah. is so cool. Yeah. And and he's going to show you things that you do not know. He's going to give you things that um, about you and about other people, not because he's trying to judge people, because he's trying to help people. Right. They are going to be a blessing to people. Right. 
the, that's experiential and relational knowledge. Yeah, and that relational knowledge, um, I've heard it others say revelatory knowledge where the eyes of your understanding are open to where you go to the highest and deepest level of, of knowing him. And like what Paul is saying is, um, in, you know, one of the prayers, (laughs) prayers, one of the prayers that you can pray is God open the eyes of my understanding. I want to know you and the power of your resurrection in my life. And I know for me, it all started with God be my greatest reality. I want to know you deeply and personally instead of just about you. So if that's your prayer or that's your heart's desire, it's just a simple prayer. It's a request. And God says that when you seek him first, you will find him and then all these other things are added to you. And so I just want to encourage you today. Um, Fred, you've written a book uh, several years ago that's um, about these different types of experiences, or these, sorry, different types of knowledge. Uh, It's called Scoring Runs and Winning Games, the process of becoming a champion. And you use baseball as a allegory to understanding biblical principles. Uh, We're going to talk more about that probably next time, because you have a blueprint that you have written to help people progress in this process of knowledge, understanding, and wisdom that is all founded in love. So we'll talk more about that next time. So I bless you and remember that you were created to thrive.